goes without saying that relationships can be complicated, uh, sometimes quite complicated. So why is it in relationships? Despite our willingness to be in relationships, we find it difficult and sometimes difficult to manage the truth and tell the truth. Why is it in relationships do we tell lies to ourselves? Why do we lie to others? And really, what is the what is the fear of self-disclosure? Now, I've, I've struggled with these issues over the years. I've, I've had my fair share of relationship hiccups. Uh, I've also had the pleasure of uh, listening to other people. Um, you may have seen in my bio that I'm a psychiatrist. Um, and when I had a clinical practice, I often heard patients tell me about their lives as well. I also come from a very large family and have a wide network of friends. And I've heard people talk about their relationships almost all of my life. And one of the things that I've heard and observed over these years has surprised me. And one of the first observations is that although we talk about uh, wanting truth and openness in relationships, mm. I don't think at times we truly value truth and openness in relationships. A case in point, if I were to ask this audience uh, by a show of hands, how many of you would um, see truth as an important attribute in relationships, how many would raise your hand? Okay, so it's a fair number. So those that I can see up front. All I know is I'm sitting in a studio full of powerful sisters. And none of the sisters raised their hand when the man asked. Nobody raised their hands. <laughs> the Voice of Reason has returned to KBLA Talk 1580. And you already know I hold the most powerful, I would say, inspiring relationship conversations on all of talk radio. And I went to my local cigar lounge the other day and it was yesterday, by the way, and I was accosted by a bee's nest of just a nest of women buzzing around. And brothers were saying, Zoe, you should have been here yesterday because these sisters have attacked our integrity. I said, what happened? Who had said what? <laughs> so needless to say, the sisters had some very interesting points. And I said, I must bring this august discussion to the voice of reason. And when I say it is jam-packed in here with estrogen, <laughs> the sisters are about to cook. Brothers, I know you want to ask questions. I know. And I will allow questions to be asked, but we have to have a real discussion, an open discussion. Now, everybody knows when you tune into the voice of reason, this is a non-judgmental space. Right? I'm not here to agree or disagree with you, but I am here to encourage you to be you, to speak your truth unapologetically. Now, I may not agree. 
<laughs> no, I get I get flack for it all the time. When I'm nice to the sisters, sisters don't say nothing. When I ask sisters questions and I probe deeper, they go, you was too harsh. You were too hard on her. Tavis be texting me. I got a bunch of texts tonight that said you were too hard on that. And I go back and listen. I said, I'm just asking questions. Well, we're going to ask some questions tonight. Let me do it this way. Starting from my right, we have an author in the building, right? Could you introduce yourself to the people? Tell them who you are and why you're here. You can just go right there, pull it to you, speak to them, speak directly into the mic. I'm Shada Prince, and I'm here to share my thoughts and opinions on the topic and this the, evening. And the topic is? Um, well, it's the the groups for the men and the women, but it's relational integrity. Ooh-wee. Can women actually speak on relational integrity? one 800 920 the voice of reason is on fire already. Sister, your name, please. My name is Tamara Minor. Uh, I'm an executive assistant, but very opinionated against or for men versus women. Oh, here we go. And then, sister. My name is Carmen. I work HR for the Walt Disney Company. Okay, Carmen. My name is Raven. I work in pharmaceutical. Yes. Raymond, uh, Raven in pharmaceutical. Her husband was just here. I asked him to stay. He was like, no, I'm going to the cigar lounge. I'm not going to put up with none of this. All right. So now that the sisters have been introduced, tonight's topic is going to be a good one. Because this is the topic you guys were talking about, if I'm not mistaken. When I walked into the lounge, brotherhood friendship circles versus sisterhood friendship circles. Which gender is more loyal to their gender. Now, I've heard for many years in hip-hop, brothers say, bros before, let's say foes. Bros before foes. <laughs> right? You guys all know the terminology. I don't want to say it on the radio. Bros before? Slightly. Right? Okay. But what we've also recognized as men, we've seen that when women come together and focus on you, <laughs> Men have said it's like a coven of witches casting negative spells on their lives. I've heard it from men themselves. Now, we've got sisters here. I want to hear from you guys, and I want to hear from your experience. Do you put your sisterhood circles over your relationship with your significant other? Eesh. I've got questions. What are some examples of integrity in relationships? What behaviors show a lack of integrity? Are brothers and sisters more loyal to their friends and familial gender partners than they are to their significant others? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, true or false? <laughs> when most women find a man, good or bad, they usually limit their time with their female friends. 1-800-920-1580. Somebody call me right now. I want to know your opinion about tonight's topic. We're going to get deep. I brought sisters in. They're going to share their experiences. They're going to give us a look behind the curtain. How does integrity affect relationships? 
I want to know how sisters deal with accountability. Many brothers say sisters are not accountable. Well, we have a quagmire of sisters in the studio today that will either prove us right or wrong based on their 1-800-920-50. I'm laughing because I know these sisters and they're good sisters. So we go, okay, can you have loyalty without integrity? Ladies, I want to know, do you stay loyal to a situation that benefits you in certain areas? but not in others. Would you give up loyalty to yourself in order to have security? one 800 Oh, yes, I got questions for y'all. Y'all thought I was playing, didn't you? They were saying it yesterday. You know he gonna be ready. He gonna have questions. You know he ready for us. He got questions right now. Okay, I do. <laughs> so, listen, I know the phone lines are already ringing off the hook. I just want to ask the question. And I want to ask it from each of the women, starting to my left, Raven. Do women value being accountable as much as men do? Yes. Is he speaking to the mic? Yes. I believe we do value accountability more than men. More than men? Yes. More. M-O-R-E. Oh, get to the phone lines. one 800 The cap has begun already. Now, men are raised to be accountable. Are we saying women are not? How how were you raised to be accountable? You know, little boys raised different than little girls. You think women are more accountable than men. Did y'all hear it? I didn't know. Wow. Raven? Yes. I do. How so? Please. Because I think, like, for women, like, we, um, first of all, I think we're natural-born leaders, right? We were we were raised to be that way, too, right? Because like, if you really look at it, like, we're, like, powerful. <laughs> Not according to God. <laughs> God told you to get behind me, woman. In the 40s, yes. <laughs> In the 40s. <laughs> So hold on now. Don't go against God. See, you go against me. That's one thing. Oh, so you can be disrespectful him. to a man, but you, you're being disrespectful to no, God now. I would now. never go against him. Okay, so in the book of Ecclesiastes, mm -hmm. it told you what you po to do. Mm -hmm. That's in the 40s? That's outdated? Let's, let me get you on record as saying that's outdated. Yes. Wow. Carmen, do you agree with her? Yes, I do agree. So God got it wrong. No, I didn't say God got it wrong. I said what you what, what I believe you're speaking of is Old Testament old law. Uh, so the New Testament has washed away all of what the Old Testament was saying. Somewhat. If you talk to any minister, he will tell you that his wife is his helpmate, his rib, not his backside. Ooh, come on, come on, Carmen. This is what I was looking for. But I still disagree. Well, you can agree to disagree. <laughs> well, what about what Jesus said in Matthew? What did Jesus five. say in Matthew chapter 5? Give it to me. Uh, he said uh, uh, he did not come to destroy the law. He only came to fulfill it. And so one dot or one tittle in no wise be removed from the law, changed in the law, unless heaven and earth pass away. He also said, I sent you a helpmate to be beside you, not behind you. I'm just saying the Bible is clear 
Jesus said he didn't come to destroy the Old Testament. True. He And until heaven and earth pass away, shall not one daughter and one tittle and no wise be changed from the law. So the law not supposed to be changed. Paul changed it. Paul didn't have the authority to change it. Now, did he? God gave Paul the authority no, to change it. No, I don't it. know. I don't know. Paul was not a good guy. Paul became a good guy. Oh, according to some writings. Just like the Old Testament. All I know is... Y'all supposed to ride with us. As you are supposed to ride with us. Yes. But Sister Girl said women are more accountable than men. Do you honestly believe that? Yes, I honestly believe that. Think about how women mature and when men mature. Men don't mature until they are deep into their 30s. We are given the responsibility to mature in our 20s. That's fair. So you guys, and I'm going to blame all of you for this. So you guys prepare your women, your daughters. You get your daughters prepared for the world, but you baby your boys. Ooh. That is Because you're raising them both now. <laughs> that is what we're told. But no, you know, Carmen, you got a boy and you got a daughter. I do. You prepared them differently, didn't you? No. Ooh. They were both given the same opportunities. One chose to go in a different direction. Which one was that, the boy? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> one 800 Get to your phone lines. You Listen, when I come forward, we're going to let the rest of the sisters talk. Lord, have mercy. They in here tripping already. I want to get you guys involved. I want the phone lines to be popping. I see the callers are coming in. The number to dial is 1-800-920-1580. You're listening to the Voice of Reason on KBLA Talk. It's going to get crazy when we come forward. Reasons. The reasons that we're here, the reasons that we fear, our feelings won't disappear. Disappear. You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. Ladies and gentlemen, my playlist is my co-host. The Voice of Reason comes full circle. That's Jasmine Sullivan. She says she needs you bad, but these newfangled women clearly don't need God or man. According to what was just said in the last segment, he said God was wrong because the book is old and Paul changed the words and and it's all just the book is what I was told. Raven said it was the 40s. <laughs> So, we have some other sisters in the building right now, and they want to share their perspective about who is the more accountable gender. For me, I believe that accountability is essential for a healthy relationship, personal accountability. And one of the things that I teach as a disruptor of healthy relationships is blame, right? And so I teach claim over blame. So when there's a, a, a disruption in a relationship or a disturbance in a relationship, I ask the person who I might be coaching or talking to or advising, I ask them to kind of do an internal forensics check to see 
what you overlooked, what you ignored. How did you participate in co-creating a situation that you are now currently dissatisfied with? And a lot of people have a difficult time doing that, both men and women. So the question before we came forward and now we've come full circle was which gender is the most accountable? And I gave my arguments by saying men are raised to be accountable or we get shamed for being nonproductive. We get shamed for for being uh, soft or not a man at all. Absolutely. Maybe this is a different generation. Carmen threw her own son under the bus defending her newfangled beliefs. Just just tossed him under. But that's fine. She, you know, it's fine. I know, I know Jamal. I'm going to talk to him and, and start to mentor him myself because I see now that he is in need of my guidance. But there are other sisters here, and I want to get their opinion about accountability, starting with my sister right here. Can you talk to me about why you would believe women are more accountable than men? Absolutely. I think women are more likely to look internally and fess up to their mistakes and accountability and claim it. I think a lot of times with dealing with men, you're talking about ego. And not that women don't have ego, but that, that smell of egos is, is a lot on a man. So it might take a while for him to come full circle and be accountable to, to what has caused it an issue or problem. So this is deep. Let me just be clear. You're saying that women are more introspective than men. And then after discovering, right, through introspection, they take responsibility for how they actually help ruin a relationship. I just, I just wanted to know. We take responsibility for our actions. I don't, I don't hide behind anything. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Okay, but let me say this. Could, could you be, and I understand, we can't speak universally. We can only speak in a general sense, right? We can't, you know, create, speak for everybody, right? So I get that. But be honest. You might be a unicorn. You know a lot of women that are not what you're describing right now, yes or no? Of, of course there are some. Yeah. I, I mean, that, that I'm not, I can't speak for all women, but I can speak for the ones that I'm sitting beside today. Right. And, well, let me just say, these aren't the only women you know. I'm not arguing that. Okay, cool. Because... Oh, oh, God. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. And then, sister, can you come in, Shay, and, and bring some clarity? Because I feel like, yes, men... You know, we are raised to be a certain way. And I think men are raised to be accountable. I'm not saying women aren't raised to be accountable, especially in this new world. In this new world, women are, to some degree, accountable for their business, their education, right? But relationships, I, I that's some of the things I deal with the most. A man might be here saying, oh, she's not accountable. She She doesn't own up to what she does. I hear that a lot from men that I advise and coach. What are your thoughts on today's topic? 
My thoughts are um, in general, and it is just general because there are women that are mature and they manage to navigate life a little bit better. But overall, I believe women are accountable, more accountable because we're raised from childhood, little girls to learn how to take care of, um, be responsible for, learn to do all the things that to run a household, so on and so forth. So when you're raised that way, it's also coupled with other things that we probably will get into later. Right. Because I Shay, think I want you to hold that thought. Okay. When we come forward, we're going to go back to Shay because Shay is starting to uncover some things. When we come forward, the voice of reason continues this dialogue. He's on fire tonight. tonight. It's the voice of reason with Zoe Williams exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to the voice of reason with Zoe Williams. Only on KBLA Talk 1580. Hey, what's happening, homie? This is a little won't man. Hey, Payne, I want you to tell about your shoulder, homie. And I'm going to tell him about mine, dog. Even though I'm not your man, you're not my girl. I'm going to call you my Cause I can't stand to see you treated bad. I'll be this for my Charlie. And we ain't did nothing that we ain't supposed to do. Because you my Baby girl, you know I be home. Keep me on the Ladies and gentlemen, the voice of reason returns. We got a packed house tonight. And this is getting this is getting quite interesting. The women are women winning the battle right now. On accountability. I know men are gonna be upset with me. Call in 1-800-9-2015-80. Defend yourself. Defend your honor. Women are saying God got it wrong. I mean, I just quoted the Bible, that's all. The Bible said, you know, get behind him. But that's cool. I mean, you know, I guess Paul put you guys under the dispensation of grace, so you no longer have to, you know, get behind your man. I mean, it's fine. It's it's a new world. You guys are independent now. My brother, uh... My brother Andy is in the studio right now, and he's running the boards for me. I just want to shout Andy out because he makes it work. But let me get back to Shay, because Shay was explaining something about being accountable and women being more accountable than men. Continue your statement, Shay. Well, I, I feel that women are more accountable because of the way they are raised. Just by nature, they're trained to do and to be responsible. I know that most people will say there's a difference between responsibility and accountability, but they go hand in hand. Mm, mm. So once you learn these tasks that you're taught, women are held accountable for maintaining and doing those things that they've been taught. Mm. Um, I'm a mother of four sons, four grown sons, and I will say that in essence, we train our sons to be conquerors mm-hmm. and to produce, not necessarily be accountable for the things that a woman would be accountable for. Mm, say more. And say therefore, more. when they become adults, women, there our biggest complaints are you don't think, you don't do this, you don't do just simple things that are common to us. Mm-hmm. And it seems natural to us. 
a man wasn't raised that way from his youth mm. and growing up. And so hence, as adults, we have to learn how to deal with each other because we are trained one way, they're trained another, and then it, you know, spirals from there. What are the differences in the way that men are trained or young boys are raised up and, and young girls? Um, men are taught to gain a, um, to become successful, to find what you want to do and become great at it so that you could train, I mean, become um, the leader of your household or whatever they desire to do. A woman is predominantly used to be trained in our era. <laughs> Um, to be in the house. To, yes, to be in the house, but to also have something going on for herself. At home. At home. And possibly outside of the home if it didn't impact the home negatively. Interesting. Interesting. We have another sister in the building. Please introduce yourself. People want to get your opinion, too. This is Tony's wife. You guys know Tony Massey comes to the show. He's been here a few times. Let's hear what his wife has to say, because if it's not good, I'm going to have to have a conference with my brother, Tony. <laughs> uh, my name is Saya Savvy. I am a television producer, and um, you can find me at... Uh, Saya Savvy mm -hmm. on IG. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, I guess the conversation, I think we have to also consider, or the thing that we also have to consider in this conversation is generational gaps, mm -hmm. right? So when we consider people our age, and I'm just going to assume we are in a general same age bracket without throwing nobody under the bus, um, I think as we were growing up, you know, women were men were being trained more or less to you go out you work you do these things and men were accountable for the household like i remember my grandfather used to say i'm not in charge of anything but i'm responsible for everything mm -hmm. and so like basically you know my grandmother you know would make all the decisions but if anything went wrong it was on him it was on him to fix it right and so i think that that was a very familiar that that was kind of the upbringing most people in our age bracket you know, kind of came from right. where women were anything that happened with the children, anything that happened with the house. It was like you had to get you had to be able to be responsible for all of that. But also it was put on women to you have to get a man. Mm. You have to keep a man. Mm -hmm. And if a marriage failed, it was never like, oh, he he, you know, grandpa could have families outside, you know, two extra families down the street. But it but was if, her fault. But it was if it her failed. fault if it was if it mm. failed. And I mean, and a lot of that is also reflective in the church. Mm hmm. Which mm. a lot of us come, especially when you talk about Southern Baptist Church, which a lot of our mom, grandmas and grandpas and aunties and uncles came up out of. Let's keep it 1,000. Mm -hmm. And in that church, you know, you had your, it doesn't matter what the deacon board did or what the pastor did. If things were falling apart, that falls on the missionary board. That falls on the women of the church. And if 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 somebody is tempting the great pasta, she's the Jezebel who needs to get out the church. Not that he is not he is not behaving like a man of God. Nobody says that, right? And so women, I think, I I, I think what we're looking at now is um, women our generation who are a little tired of being blamed for everything as it relates to relationships. And I think the younger girls, while we express frustration because it was a, 
you know, it's something that we, a burden that we've carried. I think what we're looking at with these younger girls is they just decided not to take it at all. They Those like, are New Testament girls. Yeah, these, right. It's like, we see, <laughs> yeah. we, wait, wait, I think the young girls see like, y'all look tired of that. So guess what? We not even going to pick it up. They was right. I, I try to tell some of these older brothers that say, oh, you should get these young girls. I'm like, understand this. These young girls was not raised on Whitney Houston. I'm giving you and, and Anita Baker. They was raised on Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion. Y'all better watch out. With wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Whitney was still waiting. What's her song? You know, we we were still raised with a little, you know, empathy. These girls they playing that today. So that's Raven, my two cents. And then Raven, you said something really horrible during the break. <laughs> no, what I said was like if you if you look at the messages in this chat, it really um kind of like prove our point, right? The women are able to to be very communicative, right? Whether they agree or not, right? Respectfully, right? The men in the chat are throwing tantrums. Oh, you're talking about the men in the chat yes. room? Yes. They're throwing tantrums? Yes. What did they say? I haven't seen it. Well, I mean, just some of the things that they were no, saying. No, like, they're just throwing tantrums because how dare you say they're not accountable? Um, you know, they're in their feelings. And that's... Ooh, she is calling y'all out. You guys have to do their better. Their inability. You cannot misrepresent your brother, Zoe Williams, like this. You can't <laughs> let Raven say y'all throwing tantrums. Tiffany from Atlanta, Georgia, it's your time to shine. Get in here. I want to hear your opinion. Oh, darling. Uh, <clears throat> Zoe, how y'all doing? Panel with the women, how y'all doing? Um, great to have you on the show. I would have to say, ladies, if you can, please get out that chat because it is going to get worse. And I don't say that to, like, shun my family or nothing like that, but it can get worse. Let's focus on this topic. First and foremost, I'm not agreeing with anything that the panel is saying. Mm. And mostly because I'm feeling like we're getting it misconstrued somewhere. Somewhere along the lines, we're trying to merge accountability and responsibility when I really feel like they're two different entities. Now, they can go hand in hand, but even that is kind of like a stretch. It's like with that whole analogy of we're raised to take accountability just as men are raised to take accountability. And even that, I feel like I believe men are raised to take responsibility but you have a lot of immature men out here that refuse to take accountability for their actions and the way that they act out. Similar to like she was just saying, oh, they're in the chat and they're throwing temper tantrums. If that's the case and it's like, okay, well, so now it's a challenge to you of they're not taking accountability. Men weren't technically raised to take accountability. Mm, so it's like Raven? responsibility maybe. Raven, because Raven, I don't know if Raven agreed with what you were saying. Raven, your thoughts? Because okay. I, I mean, it's not that I, um, you know, agree or not. I mean, I just want to make a point to what she said. Um, in a way, I, I agree with a lot of points that Tiffany made. But however, I believe that responsibility and accountability do go. They are really the same because without responsibility, there's no accountability. If you're not, if you don't have any responsibility, then what you're, what are you accountable for? Um, so I do think they go, um, they go hand in hand. Um, but I do get, you know, like what uh, my sister Vera Sai said, 
it's it's really a generational gap, right? So it's like we're all raised in different generation, right? I was raised in the South, so I was raised a lot different. Um, for most people, where it goes back to speak to where Sai was saying where the men were, you know, the breadwinners, the men were, you know, they did everything, right? And the women, we just, you know, we just had our, we, the, like the old days, cook, clean, you know, whatever we were supposed to do. But in this generation, it's, it's different, right? The women are, so when I, when I said what I said earlier about like we're not in the 40s, I mean women are, are leaders now, you know, like we we're in the front as well as men. Yes, you are in corporate America, in and but too. let's go deeper about that, mm -hmm. right? Because I always talk about how a relationship is a spiritual kind of battleground. Mm -hmm. You get into a relationship, you get revealed to yourself, mm -hmm. right? So I don't think. Well, not in the way that we, we frame it when we talk about leadership. I think there's uh, accountability for what shows up in you, mm -hmm. that the relationship kind of pulls out of you, yes. right? Mm -hmm. So I don't think women are leaders in relationships like that. I think they are responsible for themselves, right? What shows up themselves. Now, we do have a dynamic in relationship where there's blame over claim. And I'm not saying that women blame men more than men, right? Or women blame men for all of their issues. But I do feel like that definition you gave about granddaddy, mm -hmm. that it, there's a vestige of that that still exists where a man is primarily responsible for what went wrong. And I'm saying the spiritual part of relationship doesn't allow for you to really blame. You can they call it blame shifting you can blame shift but really if you don't claim what is yours to claim what you contributed to the negative breakdown of the relationship then you're going to continue to repeat that correct correct okay cool i just want to i want to know if you guys are on the same page on the spiritual aspect of relationship yeah. because the social aspect yes women are killing it sisters in particular are killing it but that doesn't necessarily make you the leader of the relationship. You could be killing mm -hmm. it in society, but not killing it in your spirit yes. and then be a follower in the relationship. Correct. Correct. Now, for me, you guys can correct me if you're wrong. Tiffany, am I, am I off, Tiffany? No, I'm uh, following so far. Okay, cool. So I just need to know this. Because especially with what's happening now. We, we talked about the Old Testament women and now the New Testament women who are raising the New Testament sons that uh, ain't nobody following the rules, right? Uh, mm -hmm. According mm -hmm. to Tony's wife, nobody's following the rules. <laughs> That's who she is to me. I'm not going to call her by her first name. <laughs> Tony is my brother. Everybody That's Tony's wife. That. <laughs> <laughs> Tony's wife. According to what Tony's wife just said, right? Mm -hmm. I feel like the people that are raised today, and I'm not talking about them primarily, but the people that are raised today are reckless. They don't follow any rules. They don't understand the spiritual aspect of relationships. But I also feel the old-fashioned people get stuck in the gender roles to the point where they don't understand. The gender role doesn't protect you from the internal work. Mm -hmm. So many people hide behind the gender role. Correct. I'm a man. I'm just supposed to do this. I'm a woman. I'm just supposed to do this. Right. And then I'm saying, no, right. there's something else that needs to be done by you for you. Yes. 
And I think a lot of people miss that. Mm -hmm. And this is why there's a disconnect between brothers and sisters Correct. when it comes to relate. I heard somebody say on the radio the other day, all these powerful sisters out here, they educated, they got money, they, they everything good, but they ain't got no man. That's because mm. the, the, the system stole their heart. Mm. Now, now, argue me about that. Yeah. Carmen, you got something to say? Okay, wait. Hold on, Carmen. When we come forward, I'm coming back to Tiffany. We're going to go to Carmen. We're going to finish this discussion because now it's starting to really cook. Is it good to you? Good to you? More Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams when we come forward. They don't show their weaknesses. Yeah. How do you write women so well? So William. Reason and accountability. The voice of reason. I think when many of us hear about integrity, we think about our morals. Something like, I'm a person of integrity. When I say I'm going to be there, I'm there. Or if I say something, my behavior follows up. And that's a characteristic, and that's important. But there's also emotional integrity. And emotional integrity is different than integrity that you have morally because I know a lot of people who are very moralistic and have a lot of integrity, but emotionally they don't. Emotional integrity is not something that you're born with. It's something that you can cultivate. Your parents can cultivate it. They cultivate it by being there, by validating feelings, by making you feel that anything you say won't be judged or that you're not a bad person or there's not something wrong with you if you feel a certain way. There's a lot of people right now when I, when they come into therapy that I see they struggle with emotional integrity. I think a lot of times these young people were raised by parents who didn't value their feelings. Maybe, maybe were callous to them and made them feel like some of their feelings were okay and some of them were not. Some of them you could say, some of them you couldn't. And that's unfortunate. So in a way we would say those people, my clients, were maybe raised by emotionally neglectful parents or parents that were really good at putting you know, food on the table and paying for the... Wow. The emotionally unavailable parent. Mm -hmm. They're providing, but they're not connecting. Now, relationship offers an opportunity for you to face, embrace, with love, without judgment, and undo what you modeled if you came from that environment. But I believe today's society has made it exceedingly difficult for women to do that. Women and men, by the way, to do that. Right? Relationship is a spiritual classroom where the reflection you get from your partner is your personal curriculum. But I believe when you hustling, right, to get the education, to get the concomitant pay, to get the respect, you turn into a social mercenary. That's what I believe. Now, I, uh, the sisters, I need to get y'all opinion on this. Because how do you evaluate men? Do you evaluate him on his spiritual development? Or do you evaluate him on what's in his wallet? What he has, what he's able to do for you, right? Socially, right? I want to hear from you guys. Can you name currencies, right? 
I'm not talking about the currency in his wallet. I'm talking about currencies in his character. Can you name currencies in a man's character, ladies, that are more valuable than the currency in his wallet? We've got women. Uh oh, I sister girl. First off, your face tell everything. Do you know you on camera? They can see you. They can see you going. She. What? <laughs> they can see that. <laughs> wow. Ladies and gentlemen, the voice of reason has returned. I got a house full of beautiful sisters, accomplished sisters. Talk to me about the social mercenary piece, because a lot of you guys seem to have some very clear ideas on it. I want to start with Tony's wife. I'm not going to say her, her name is Saya, like Messiah, but I'm not going to say it because Tony's my guy. It's my brother. That is Tony's wife. Tony's wife, could you talk to the people now? It's okay. I am Tony's wife, so it's all right. I need everybody to know that too. Because I'm crazy. Um, I absolutely think that um, there are so many, what, how did you phrase it? Um, spiritual currencies that are way more important than what a man has in his pocket. One being, is he a spiritual person? Like, is he someone seeking enlightenment? Is he trying, is he capable of? of understanding his own emotional trauma and being able to be accountable for that is he able to be compassionate mm -hmm. to his partner his woman when she shows her vulnerabilities mm -hmm. you know when she shows her trauma can does he have the ability to say hey i see your trauma you see my trauma let's figure out how we can love each other through this experience <laughs> to me that's the highest form of currency if you can find a man that can do that mm -hmm everything else is is secondary at best mm, mm, mm. Uh, Shaya please please Saya. speak in speak into the mic Saya no that's Saya I'm sorry <laughs> I'm Tony's wife Tony's wife that's Tony's wife so the currencies um, just piggybacking off of what the sister just said I believe that the characteristics first of all just having a moral compass and being able to share his realness, um, knowing that he's capable of understanding and being able to lead a family. Also that he has the ability to deal with life. I realize that resilience resilience yes mm -hmm. and in today's time it just seems like that's lacking resilience and man they're buckling well resilience and um, people yeah. well she and, said it right hold on listen yeah. wait people are less resilient people are less resilient but you saying men are less resilient but i'm okay. saying it what i said was in my experience as of late there, I'm finding men that I thought that were really, really strong. Um, as I got to know them better, I realized how they're buckling mm. under pressure. Mm. And I realized there's a lot of dynamics behind that. Mm -hmm. But the fact still remains that women are rising even more and becoming more aggressive about their lifestyle and what how they they're going to live and what they, they want forward. because... Yeah. It's difficult to find a mate that could walk alongside of you. I think most women 
and I'm not speaking for every woman, but most women want a man that can do the things that the sister just mentioned, that he has the ability to share and to be able to relate and to um, have a moral compass and seeking a higher power. In my case, it would be God. Um, and just having the ability to deal with life. And I'm the environments that I operate in, I'm finding that some of the most successful men that have money, they can't deal with day-to-day um, trauma. Mm. Or day-to-day experiences, and that's scary. And then my my sister, come on, get in here, cause your face told it all. And and, and tell them who you are, please. Uh, I'm Tamara. Um, so also married. Um, I think for me, um, definitely money money is not the highest currency for sure. Um, navigating through the marriage, I've also learned a lot. Um, so emotional intelligence for me is is super important, and I think. Um, even if there is a lack of that, the ability to want to grow and learn mm-hmm. um, for me is admirable. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of men and sometimes women too get stuck in the, well, this is what I was uh, shown as a child. This, this is how what I, was I know. Right. I don't know any different. I don't know any better. So <coughs> That's take not an me excuse. as I am. Right, right. And as much as we're willing to accept you as who you are, uh, in a marriage, I feel like it's a partnership and you need to grow. Um, mm-hmm. When we argue, we're not against each other. Mm-hmm. We need to find and work together. I'm not your enemy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of that comes uh, with emotional intelligence. So for me, that's that's something that's really important. And how do you cultivate it? Like if you don't have it and you were raised a certain way, how do you cultivate emotional intelligence in order to make the relationship better? Um, I think it's the ability to learn. Um, I'm a big supporter of therapy. Um, and I think hearing other people's opinion, speaking, um, and I, and I recognize that amongst women, we are very communicative creatures. So we tend to talk to each other and we lean on each other. And a lot of times, um, men are closed off. Um, so I encourage, you know, and I love to see when they have the ability to form, uh, male bonds that they're actually able to be vulnerable in and help one another. Mm, That's big. That's big. So I got to ask now, women talk to each other. And do you find that there are certain things you could say to your sister's circle that you can't say to your husband and that you guys keep that secret? Oh, absolutely. It's a sacred space, 100%. Wow. So what if he feels like, that ain't cool. This our business. Us against the world. Is that a bad position to take as a husband or a significant other to say, no, this is just us. We keep this within in-house because sometimes I feel like sisters, sister circles, as well as brotherhood circles, can be toxic. 100%. So it's like, so if you're sharing, you have to be sharing with whole people. Absolutely. If you're sharing with broken, fragmented people, you can take some of their fragments back to your situation and exacerbate whatever problems you guys already have. What are your thoughts on that? I 100% agree. Um, I think you have to be selective on who you're sharing information about your marriage to, 100%. So, um, you know, whether it's just a female, that's no reason for me to share my business. Um, But I also believe pressure bust pipes. So if I internally hold everything in, I am also 
bringing negativity into my marriage. So, so you have I to can, have a release valve. Correct. And if Got I can it. speak to somebody um, who I believe is going to be able to listen, support, and maybe even give me a different perspective that I can go back to my husband and we can communicate and work on things. Interesting. I'm not looking for someone to be against my husband. That's not what I'm looking for. Tamara, are you cooking? I didn't think you was going to cook. But you came in here, you got your pots and your pans, you got all your seasonings, you cooking. Carmen, your thoughts? My thoughts. So I thoroughly I agree with what my sisters have just hated today. Um, especially, you agree with everything? Yes. I'm going to bring the brothers in here. Please do, and, and I'm then, waiting for that. I got fired. Let's go. Okay. Um, but... What I what I thoroughly believe in is this is the emotional intelligence in regards to men and, and their ability to be vulnerable. If I give you all of me and I'm vulnerable in my relationship, but you still then hold on to 20 percent of what you have, then you're not giving me all of you. And you still hold on to that thinking that because you've gotten hurt in the past, you still hold on to that little piece. And that little piece is what's going to make us more whole. So why would you hold on to that knowing that our relationship can grow to another level? But Carmen, that's not how it works. Do you give your all? Let me just let me just give you just a little piece and then you this and then you think about it, right? And then you give me your response. You can't say uh I'm giving you 100% so I expect 100%. You really can't. A person can only give number 1 what they're willing to give and what they're capable of giving. So if you're dealing with somebody who's at a, a particular level in their life and they haven't reached, you know, this level of giving 100 percent, the expectation then becomes right. Not a, a non-workable expectation. So oftentimes relationships turn transactional, even when it comes to emotions. Right. So if I'm giving you 100 percent, I expect 100 percent from you. And it's like, what if I'm not there? Right. Internally, whether you were here or not, and I was dealing with somebody else, I'm just not capable at this point. What do you do then? We talk about it. We don't run from it. We talk about it. But if he says that, do you come back in 90 days? Are no, you ready? Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> you learn and you grow from that. Right. You learn and you grow from that. You don't leave. I Listen, my pastor a long time ago said you are going to get 80% of the relationship you want and 20% is not going to be what you want. Do you run because you're not getting that 20% or mm. do you say? Mm. I love it. I love it. I love it. Relationship is a process. I say everybody is a whip, a work in progress, right? Everybody is a whip. Now, what that means is everybody's at different levels of development, even within the relationship. Now, when you form a relationship with somebody, you're not that far away from them and they're not that far away from you. Yet you guys are still on a different path and it takes a while to acclimate and adjust and feel comfortable. And then now I'm going to talk about it. And then when I talk about it, what am I going to do about it? Now, I got to feel safe in your environment to even open up and speak on it. Now, I don't need criticism, critique, condemnation, categorization, evaluation. I don't need any of that. What I need is support, emotional support. Compassion. And I think uh, compassion. And I think 
the way our relationships are set up today, the type of people that we're producing, the spiritual peace is draining out like the sands in an hourglass. It's draining out. It's more socially driven. Raven, your thoughts. So, um, I think we kind of went like out of, it was a lot of questions. No, so you, but you, you had a, a specific point. Go to that. I totally forgot. I saw it in your face because you was looking at other people <laughs> like, uh, uh-uh, uh, I don't agree. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. See, so I think for me, I look for like um, his ability to communicate, his ability to be vulnerable, his ability to be loyal, mm. and to me, loyalty is at the top. Um, but also his ability like to show to be secure within himself um because i think that's important as well self self-assurance self-assurance yeah yes, right yes. but the part that i did disagree with was so we have these you know you have these sister circles right um mm-hmm. because i stress loyalty right i don't pillow talk you know that's not mm. i just don't do that right. um because i feel like i mean you know you might have that one person right you pillow talk with but some people want to they some people don't listen because they care they listen because they want to see you go through what you're going through Mm -hmm. and then let's say you work it out with your wife or your husband now they're setting back you know like you give when you open that door you give the right the people to opinionate right Mm -hmm. so now you're back with your with your spouse or whatever now they've you know they're sitting in their little chat you know girl boy can you see them back together so i i was raised to keep everything in house, we're gonna fight this together. We're gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna slander you. Um, I'm not gonna. You know. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna keep it to myself. Like I've been with my husband for 24 years. Wait, hold on. <laughs> hold that thought. When we come forward, we got more. Raven is starting to cook, <laughs> and Saya, aka Tony's wife, <laughs> disagrees. When we come forward, here you go. The reasons that we're here, the reasons that we fear, our feelings won't disappear. Disappear. You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. Was actually about to kill. She was talking about her and her husband being married for 24 years. But during the break, the sisters began to speak with a level of veracity that I have yet to see. (laughs) In the hour and 30 minutes we've been on. (laughs) And I'm hoping, I am hoping that they reveal this truth on air. Raven, you you guys were saying? Speaking to the mic, Raven, talk to us. So, wait, what was we saying? No pillow talking. Oh, yeah. So, in terms of pillow talking, I think, like, I personally believe that a lot of relationships fail because of pillow talking. Right. Um, and to kind of go back to your your original question early on, is that, you know, who's more loyal women, you know, in the circle, women, right, or men? Yeah. So that might change, that might change my answer a little bit because I do believe women are more catty in regards to that. And I do believe that women are more disloyal um to y'all to each to, other to right each other uh-huh. and in regards to that uh-huh. i 100 agree with that hallelujah uh-huh. you guys finally <laughs> did something wrong <laughs> in this entire conversation this is the first time you guys said this is where we're bad yeah but within respect in 
And I also believe men also share that problem as well. Now um, she's saying men are capable. No, they do. Men, men are capable of that. I mean, men gossip like women. Come on now. You know that. You guys, men gossip like women? More than women some, uh, sometimes. Yeah. What was my answer yesterday to that? There's a difference between a man. You said real men. And a boy. And and a a boy. boy. Yeah. No real man is sitting around talking about his exploits with other men. I promise you, mm. no real man is doing that. Mm. Listen, understand why that's done. Do you know why? No, but I'm sure you're going to tell me. For men, <laughs> it's done to flex. Oh, I was with her. I had that. I did mm, this. I agree. Real men don't have to flex. We don't have to show another man that we're on top. We don't. Mm. First off, weak men are comparing themselves and measuring themselves in the presence of real men. They are. They're like, oh, look at him. They, they know that there's a difference. Real men do not have to show his receipts to prove his masculinity. That's Agreed. We, we agree with you. Do you no, understand what I'm no, saying? We, so when you say, yeah, we agree with can, can you I, don't to your brothers? I don't consider those dudes men. Right. Right? When I see a man acting like that, I'm going, wow, that's a child. That's a spiritual boy. Yeah. That's when I see that there, you don't even need to. And then if he's acting out over it and he's enmeshed his identity in that. I can already know he's not willing to be mentored. So real men will just push on. Do you understand? We just oh, he tripping. We on. So women, on the other hand, you guys just tapped into that. And I think that's amazing. How do you guys deal with the caddy girl in your crew? (laughs) And they all want to (laughs) talk. Baby, we don't. Yes, you yes. do. No, I see you she's guys. not in no, the crew. No, you guys circle the wagons around her and you protect no, her. We Men not. kick him out. We do not. <laughs> we have to value what we have between us as women. If someone is catty, we were just having the conversation. And I'm going to take accountability for the conversation we had while we were off air. Women, those of us who are real women, not girls, not these new age women who grew up on Cardi B and Meg The Stallion, but real women... <laughs> Real women who know how, who have been in a relationship and understand what it takes to be in a relationship and want to share certain parts of that with the, with the real girlfriends, mm-hmm. aren't, we aren't telling them to flex. We are telling them because they are our soul sister. That's what we're talking mm-hmm. to them about. We're not telling them to, to, we're not getting the information from them so we can go back and tell it to our mate. We're not doing any of that if there's someone in the picture that's catty. And if we have made that mistake to share something with that sister, that sister is no longer in the picture. You guys will kick a sister out your crew? To out her. I don't, listen, maybe you guys are unicorns. That's fine. All of you guys have a single horn. It's fine. (laughs) But I've seen women circle the wagon around subpar women. I've seen it, and so have you, haven't you? Talk to us about your experience. I've seen women circle the wagon with, um, but that's their immaturity. Ooh, wait, hold, hold tight. When we come forward, we gonna come back to Shay. She gonna tell us the truth. Finally, we're getting some some real meat from the sisters. But I'm a boss when we're together. Mommy, I'm good all by myself. But baby, you you make me better. 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 
on fire tonight. It's the voice of reason with Zoe Williams exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. Turned up tonight. And here's the crazy part, man. I swear the ladies reveal more truth during the break. Am I lying? Raven, am I lying? You guys were really talking about some heavy stuff. Okay. So, anyway, can we can we just say what you were saying during the break? You know what you were saying about the women and what y'all got to guard against when sharing. Oh, so speaking to the mic. Oh, so I said that, like, so you can. I mean, you can, you have to be careful with women, right? Some women, um, because you can pillow talk with women. And in this generation, I think um, a lot of women are like, you know, you go and you talk and, oh, just leave your husband or leave your man, whatever. And then the next day, they'll be in his DM. Wow. Because that's how, um, yeah, that's how catty um, some women can be. Do, but I, I, I I wonder if men advise their homies to leave certain girls. I'm assuming they do because they'll be in the ladies' DM. Because we'll be in the ladies' (laughs) DM. Thank you, Raven, for just bringing it all full circle. Oh, oh, but so I don't want to just make women look bad, right, in terms of caddies. So I have to give an example. It was a very good friend of mine's. my husband was at the lounge, and he was with it was he was with Carmen, mm-hmm. and my friend never met Carmen, didn't know Carmen, whatever. So they're sitting there, and I think my husband, you know, they're like talking. I think she was showing him something. So my friend, my very good friend, um, my very good friend, took a picture, and sent it to me, and said, "Do we know her?" <laughs> um, and I said, "Oh yeah, girl, that's Carmen. She's fine." But you do have friends that will. That will have your back and do things like that. You know, that would. Should you report? Um, see something, say something. <laughs> yeah. See something, say something. You see something, say something. No, for, no I mean. I'm wow. It's kind of like, it's kind of, so in, so that's kind of like an open-ended question, right? Because some women, like, know what they got, you know, what they got going on, what they're doing. So it's not beneficial, to report anything back because sis already knows, you know, the truth. So you reporting it back for what? It's just going to create more problems, right? But in this case, I think it was just an innocent situation, you know? She just... She sent the, she sent the dossier. She took she a picture. Did. She did. She's a, a relationship agent. She did. This is the worst. Sean from Oakland, California. Get in here, man. I need to talk to you tonight. Oh my goodness! Uh, I've been uh, well. I've been learning, and and I've been, you know, look. I I totally respect all these views from the young ladies because, you know, it's so complicated, right? Because, you know, depending how long you've been in a relationship, you know, that has been so called successful, it really depends on who's blaming. And my thing is, uh, that's probably, we need to stop doing that. We need to stop blaming. Because the fact of the matter is, you're trying to, to make something work. Well, actually, let me just say this. If you're trying to make something work, because not all relationships are 
oh, I think I want to make this happen for a long time, right? That's true. And, and everyone talking right now, um, you know, I have to say that women, you know, men get blamed for a lot of things, and so I'm not going to discount that. But women get blamed uh, just as much as men. And that's what I said about it depends who's blaming because women get blamed if the kid gets in trouble, right? And, oh, you had him, you know, you're, I'm out there working, I'm doing my thing, and then the kid messed up. You know, what didn't you do? You see, there's no, that, that's where we fail. And we fail because we're not understanding the fact that every failure is where people learn hmm. to be better people. Okay, Sean. And All right. that's my that's my two cents. But I mean I can go on, but I just what I'm saying is that brother is that sometimes we we focus on blaming and and, and, and saying that failure is such a bad thing in the short term. We're not looking long term because sometimes those failures or what makes us the best people we can be in the long term. Amen. I appreciate the insight. Sean, Oakland, California. Sean in the building, always dropping insightful bombs. We appreciate it. JW, South Central, it's your time to shine. Get in here. Talk to us. Hey, how you doing, my brother? Yeah, I would like to make a few little quick points. Uh, first of all, I would like to address the, the fact that women – I notice how you guys use the word caddy. I prefer to use the term uh, crafty. The term crafty what? Is crafty. Crafty. You're crafty, right. <laughs> because it's more scandalous and more biblical. So they scandalous. They crafty and scandalous is what you said? Wow. Yeah, because it's more biblical. It's more potting. Crafty is a biblical term or... A word that you will find in the Bible in terms of the definition of someone that is more uh, calculating and doing something. So wait, 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 wait. Let me, let me, let me, let me be, let me be clear, J.W. J.W. Are you saying that the Bible is saying women are crafty? And I, I'm trying to see how you're using the Bible and crafty. Are you saying the Bible has mandated that women are crafty? No, sir, but uh, pretty much yes and no. But my my main point is when you use that term, the accountability argument look real bad right now. Is it yes or no, brother? What are you saying? Okay, it's more yes because of the fact that when you use that term and found in the Bible, it's more in reference to someone that plots or plans. Or as the legal terminology is used in the court of law, is something that's premeditated, or forethought, or created, or manifested, or thought through. You follow my point of view? I I, I hear you, but I I don't know if I agree with you, sir. But okay, well let's let's go let's go past that. My next point is in terms of uh using um, the Bible in reference to uh, something that's universal or temporal. When it comes to first the five books of the Bible, which is the Law of Moses, 
Yeah. That is in reference to where you might use the term uh, you give sacrifices with animals, a dove or a lamb. And that's something that is uh, temporal or something in that particular time frame or that era. But what do you? But okay, I'm trying to give you an opportunity here, J Dub, to make it make sense. What are you saying? Do you agree with some of the points that we made during this show? The sisters talked about accountability. They yes, talked so about me, e- yes, e- me, me, yes. I, I was more specific when when the guest was uh, speaking about um, women don't pay attention to the Bible and they're more future. Or in this particular era right now in terms of current tense, and they don't believe in the old-fashioned Bible terms, and they're in the New Testament and not the Old Testament, I'm making the point that there's a division or a separation, or if you put the Word of God in the proper perspective and don't take it out of contents, you have what you call temporal which means a particular era or time frame, and just to use something where you are able to comprehend when they would give sacrifices, that's in reference to the Old Testament and the Law of Moses, where you would make sacrifices oh, oh, brother. for your forgiveness. Brother, when, when I'm Jesus Christ, let me finish the point real fast. I mean, because I didn't gave you three points to finish it. You and, and you, we still in the Bible. I'm trying to get you to get to your point, sir. He's gone. Okay, because what in the world? Moses and the Lamb and I, listen, man, brothers, if y'all don't call in. And clean this thing up. We are taking a miserable L tonight. When I come forward, I'm going to Denver, Colorado to talk to Cali. Oh, Lord have mercy. Is it good to you? you? More Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams when we come forward. You know you want some more. More. It's the Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. If I alarmed you, I don't mean to bother you. I just wanna get you to pause and slow your walk so Maybe we can talk. Ladies and gentlemen, your brother So Williams. I've had a ball tonight. The sisters did surprisingly well. Now, a, a lot of brothers, you know, want sisters to tell the truth about everything. And I, I get it, you know. You know, brothers have, you know, whatever arguments they have for women, but the sisters tonight did a really good job. They talked openly. Uh, You know, they had a few moments and, you know, there was a little shaky, but for the most part, they came through. (laughs) They came through with flying colors. We still got a lot of callers. I want to get to a few more callers and then I'm going to get everybody's final thought on this. Nazarene, Atlanta, Georgia. I mean, excuse me. Sorry, 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 sorry. Callie Soul, Denver, Colorado. Callie. 
<laughs> I know you weren't about to put Nazarene in front of me after I've been on hold for 52 minutes and I'm 52 sorry, seconds. Callie. <laughs> it ain't been that long. Come on it's in all here. Good. No, it has. I'm looking at my phone, but anyhow. She's, she's um, been in there, huh? Oh, Lord. I've been in here. Um, so, interestingly enough, it's, it's human nature. It all boils down to human nature. Real women and real men mm. going to stick to code. And that. code does not mean that you're a yes person. Mm. Come on, Kelly. Code means we have a moral of standards. So if somebody's cutting up and, you know, you feel like they don't belong in the group, I don't think it's necessary to point them out in front of the group, but you can quietly dismiss someone. And when I say quietly, I mean, like, everything doesn't warrant an opinion. Mm. Mm, or you know, yeah, some, yeah. or 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 a reaction, um, and if somebody needs to be, you know, lovingly corrected, that to me that's a part of the code. Mm. Like, hey, no, we're not gonna do that right now. We're not gonna talk about the sister. We're not gonna talk about the brother. But another interesting thing that I noticed too is like the unawareness of some folks. Mm. Folks be thinking they stick in the code under the guise of keeping it real. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, no, this person is lying, so I feel like I need to call them out right here in front of everybody. That's inappropriate. That's not sticking to code. Code, there's, there's respect with code. Wow. I love that. Callie, as always, you slap us in the face. At the end of the show, you wait until the end, and then you come in. Uh-uh, I was on hold for 52 minutes, so I'm blame I'm blaming you for being on hold. I'm mm-hmm, just showing mm-hmm. that, Good men night. Are, that men job, are accountable. <laughs> no, it's all love. Thank mm-hmm. you, Y'all Kelly. Love. We love you, though. We love you. We love you. We love you. Who else we got in here? Oh, wow. We got a couple of brothers, too. Tony from Inglewood. Oh, Jesus. Tony, get in here. <laughs> first and foremost, first and foremost, I want to say that Saya Savvy, a.k.a. Tony's wife, is doing a great job. Um, <laughs> You're going to call in and support your wife. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I have to. But I, I want to say this, and then I'll, I'll, I'll get off so y'all can talk about it. I just finished the John Wick series. Uh-huh. And the one thing that I say about men is that we live by a code. Uh-huh. And that code is very protective. If you break the rules of the code, then the punishment is excommunicato. Mm-hmm. We get rid of men mm-hmm. who speak like boys. I don't know that women do the same thing. Ooh. I'm going to leave that there and let you discuss. No, that's, that's not fair, Tony, because you know you have... <laughs> much more to prove your premise you 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 I mean, there's can, only five minutes left on the show i, but, I want to hear what the ladies have to say. You, you did that tony that's fine He's, <laughs> ladies do you agree or disagree with his assessment raven um tony's a cowboy fan so we're not gonna take him serious wow <laughs> tony get off the line for it before it starts to hurt right, get I'm, off I'm the done. line I'm, I'm thank you tony we appreciate the call good looking Nazarene from Atlanta, Georgia, get in here. Wow. Bruh, boy, I was just taking that L, boy. Taking that L, man. But now, nah, much love to y'all. I just wanted to uh, want kind of get at the fact that even going back biblical, Adam didn't lie to God. He mm. took accountability. He said, the woman you gave me, 
told me it was cool. So, sister, did you consult with your man before listening to the outside of serpent? Oh, so who you said my to first and foremost? the serpent. Oh, I just wondering. I just wonder who you. He said, "Hey, take this. It's good. It look at it. it it's fine." And she just off in the street, just nibbling on stuff. You ain't even supposed to take drinks from strangers out there in the street. Mm. Now, if you talk to your man, you might know that. I'm going to just get out your way a little bit. Hey, Brother Nazarene, <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you for the insight, Saya. So you might want, you just got to be a little careful with using that as the example. Yeah, the Bible examples don't really. Only because God did not give the accountability to Eve. That, he put that on Adam's head. Well, it he depends said, on the interpretation. Were, that's but true. Okay. But if we just go by, you know. What we've what we've heard, God gave Adam the charge, not Eve. So Adam should have made a decision not leaning on Eve. So we back to blaming? Is that no, what happened? But here that's what I want to say. So using that, we should not be blaming. We absolutely should not, but I think that we get to blaming if we start using them kind of examples. So we got to stay away from them examples so we can claim and not blame. Uh, please, uh, Andy, cor correct young Sia. And uh, I don't know the exact scripture, but in Genesis, it talked about how they were both called Adam. Genesis chapter five, they verse three. Adam. Yeah, that's that's both their name. Adam is both their names. So, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, our resident uh, engineer and theologian. They were both called Adam. Yes. No, but listen, this is what we want to do really quickly, because I, I want to make sure that everybody understands this was a conversation that needs to be had. Men and women need to sit down and have open ended, non-judgmental discussions about relationships, about why we relate the way we relate and where, what we can't what we got from our parents and what needs to be discarded and. I, I just think sometimes it's just too adversarial, right? It's too judgmental. It's too condescending. We have to be able to open up and laugh about certain things and be able to just say, you know what? I don't have an answer for that. Or I'm not trying to control you. And please speak and share without judgment. We have to learn how to do that if we want to have some healthy relationships moving forward. As is commonplace, I kick the week off with fire i appreciate everybody for tuning in when we come forward you're going to get Ariva martin and you're going to get the replay of tavis smiley and les brown and when you see me again it'll be tomorrow with another hot topic thank you ladies we appreciate y'all holla at y'all tomorrow KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.